FW is a production of Round Peg. And this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Every week, I get to talk to people about marketing and digital marketing and strategies and ideas that are relevant for business owners. And often, I have the unique privilege of talking to someone who is not only an interesting individual, but a good friend. And that's certainly the case today. Today, I get to chat with my good friend, Randy Clark, who is the Director of Communications for TKO Graphics. Randy, what does that title mean? Uh, whatever I want it to mean or what the president wants it to mean at, at any certain time. <laughs> so, no, I do uh, social media, put out blog posts. But then, uh, being a small company, you know, the, about 300 employees, we, I, I have the privilege of uh, wearing different hats. So, I also do leadership training. Awesome. And Randy, we are so glad that you're here today. And I'm actually going to pick your brain about a very specific topic um, because TKO Graphics Graphics does such wonderful trade show graphics that I thought it would be fun to talk to our audience about how to get ready for a trade show and what are some of the things you should be thinking about before you even pick up the telephone and call a trade show company. You bet. Awesome. So... Where do I start? I've got a trade show coming up in several months. Hopefully, I'm not waking up and deciding to do that today, but I'm looking a few months out. What should I be thinking about? The hierarchy of your message. What's your most important message? And that's probably going to tie into either either end or your unique sales position and your target audience. Because one of the mistakes that we occasionally see at, at trade shows and trade show booths is too much information. You've only got a few seconds to grab a passerby's attention. And if you try to throw too much stuff at them, you're going to lose your message. So the first thing is think about what's the message you want to send. Absolutely. I often think about trade show displays like billboards on a highway and you're driving by at 60 miles an hour or you're walking down the corridors of a trade show and really people can only process a few words and so you're as you say that primary message really needs to jump out at me we do a lot of things but the thing to do more than anything else are vehicle graphics and, and lorraine is the same thing you know we call it the three second rule and if you think about it you've seen vehicle graphics or billboards, again, where there's so much information. And with digital print, you can do so much. But, I, you know, I saw a beautiful uh, design the other day I had on a, on a van. I had no idea what the product was. Or <laughs> so. Yeah, so I think, and actually, I think those, those two worlds, trade show, and that was what I thought I really wanted to talk about, but trade shows and vehicles, um, the challenges are very sim- similar. You've got to have a yep. message that a prospective customer can read in motion. And so let's, let's really think about kind of both of those at the same time. Once I figure out what my message is, what's my next step? Yeah, a couple of things, and, and something that would help with all of uh, marketing is to have is to create a brand guideline. Oh yes, a, a brand guideline that you can send to uh, any of your vendors and, and providers about with with your logo and with your tagline and with your colors and you know I mean there's things like you, you should it should be vector artwork you know that uh, or high quality photos 
uh, something that can, a vector artwork is simply something that mathematically can be a bar without becoming grainy. And that is, you know, even when we're working on the website, I am surprised at how often we get files from customers that are JPEGs, which look beautiful if they are a one inch by one inch square. But if you want to start blowing them up, a JPEG file is just not flexible enough. Well, you need to think about things like color, too. Do you have a PMS color? If you don't, then you should, and and you don't know what a Pantone color is, talk to somebody that knows. No, because I wanted to say on that Pantone color, a lot of times you actually have to go back to the graphic designer that originally created your logo. You bet. And, And the problem is, if you don't have that Pantone color, a lot of printers aren't color calibrated as much as they should be. Mm. Or, and some are calibrated differently. And if you just say, oh, yeah, here's this, uh, we want this CMG color here, it could come out different this year, different next year, and different the year after that. When I worked at Conseco, um, our color was huh? PMS 350 green. And even when we had that color, and we were printing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different items every month, our greens would vary from printer to printer. And so by going back to them and at the beginning of the run saying, this is our PMS 350, do a quick color check before you start printing, was the only way we could get that consistency. And if you're going to do a trade show banner or vehicles and then carry business cards that don't match, you just don't look professional. And... So it's really critical to decide on your PMS color. It is. And then I think along with, with your, your brand guidelines, but really think about the specific copy that you want and how you want to present it. I mean, we all know you don't want to put it up there in Comic Sans. <laughs> but I, no, I, I, I kind of think like a, a blog a little bit in this way in that I want to, to uh, put key points maybe in bullet points, maybe some subheads. But again, very limited copy, maybe a tagline. You can also do things, depending on the size of the show and the size of your booth, you can do a lot of things with, let's say you have a complete fabric, aluminum framed 10 by 10 booth, and you've got a a hanger over the top of it, a round circular hanger, but you want to talk about a specific product, get a full up banner. Cool. And, you know, that is actually, especially for companies that go back to trade shows year in and year out, to having a very standard backdrop that will work every year with different messages and then having those accessory pieces, maybe the ability to change out one panel or to have an extra pop-up or an annual promotion really kind of gives you the best of both worlds. Hey, I, I know some of my opinion on this is tendered that I'm, I'm going to use a polite word about myself in that I am very frugal. Some people think cheap. <laughs> so, I, uh, I, I like frugal. You know, I, can, I, can, I can get a lot done with a retractable banner, with a table throw, with some hanging banners. Now, that doesn't mean if I, if, if I have a big, uh, prestigious show that I don't want to pull those. You know, we have our own, and we offer that service to to uh, customers as well. But if I'm doing a small show, I, I don't need all of that. Absolutely, but I think having that 
flexibility, thinking about your, your trade show displays in that way. What pieces can I reuse? What is, what's specific for a particular year? So for example, we're working with you guys on the banners for the Digital Toolbox 2018. And our sponsor banners, we know those are a one-time use. We know that we're not gonna have exactly that same collection of sponsors. So we can put the conference hashtag on the banner and other things that are related just to the date. On the other hand, our water bottles, which we hope we'll reuse year in and year out, don't have any of those limiting, different pieces of information that are limiting. Cool. Any last minute tips that we should also include in this conversation? Three things. Two on uh, the product out there. Interactive. I mean, you can get iPad stands and there's been TV monitors, but there's just so much interactive things you could do now. And if you really want to go all out, then you can buy or rent these. You can get entire, entirely enclosed interactive booths. So, and then there's some wow factor things too, like take your fabric um, back panel and backlight it with LED lights. You know, wow. use multiple angles. So just all kinds of things you could do. So the last thing I would say, a different category, and this goes for any time you're working with artwork and a provider. One of the biggest mistakes that people make in the process is they don't double check their proofs. When a company sends the proof to you and you sign it, that means we're going to make it. And what we see happen too often is that somebody changes their mind because they weren't thoroughly looking at it, or there's somebody else involved in the decision-making process and they weren't shown. And now they see it, like, say, the guy that signed your check or the lady that signed your check says, no, I don't like that. you got to start over. It's going to cost you time and money. So double, double, double check your proofs. Absolutely. Um, great, great advice. Uh, Randy, this has been awesome. I know that our listeners are really going to enjoy it. If they want to learn more about TKO Graphics, we're going to have a link to the TKO Graphics website. But if they want to follow some of your adventures, where should they go? Um, uh, follow me on social media. It's Randy Clark TKO on, on most things or Randy Clark. And uh, our blog. I write about a lot of different things besides graphics on our blog. Awesome. So today's blog was uh, 18 types of videos and how you can do them. So anyway. Wonderful. Randy, thank you so much. Um, This has been uh, great fun. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about some of the topics that we talk about, be sure to look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.